I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. I am so excited. Excited is an understatement for my conversation today. Back by extremely popular demand, the last two conversations, my precious brother and guest for today's conversation I have had, many of you have been wrecked. We've had an avalanche of, of feedback from you all saying how much, how impacted you are and how much you got out of the conversations. So we're going to jump straight in. I'm going to welcome, it's my huge honor to have back with me for today's conversation, the founder of Sunship International, the one and only amazing Eric Gilmore. Eric, welcome. I'm so honored to do this with you. It's amazing to have you with me. I really can feel the the heavy presence of Holy Spirit already. Oh my goodness. Eric, I I have had this phrase in my spirit when I was praying about today's um, time together. And the phrase is the divine undoing. Yeah. And like the just being lovesick for Jesus, being experiencing and being wrecked by his love. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to talk to you about that. I, I've had an experience, which I'll share in a minute or two, but I've had an experience with Jesus, which has caused me to just become lovesick for him like never before and consumed with the reality of us being his bride and that we are heading towards the culmination of the ages, that everything, history as we know, wraps up with a wedding. So I wanted to start there and just read an extract from your amazing book that you wrote called Love Sick. <laughs> and the words just undid me. And I want to know about what happened to you. And I know the family listening are going to be wrecked when they listen. But it's to do with, I believe, the message that you wrote, what happened to you in this book is where we're all headed. It's the invitation right now for all of us, as we are being prepared, right, for the eternal relationship with Jesus forever as his bride. I mean, it's just beyond comprehension, really. But if I may, I'm just going to start quickly reading this part of your book. You say, when you were going through this experience, during these days, I also could not sleep through the night. I would wake up caused by the overwhelming sense of God's love and presence. I would cry for a while, then go back to sleep, only to have this experience repeated several times each night. I couldn't function because I was in a constant state of ecstatic meditation and adoration that brought with it a deluge of love and the inebriating consciousness of him into my soul. I can hear the famous words of St. Ignatius, O blood of Christ, inebriate me. When these times of intensity first started happening to me, I learned quickly that blissful adoration is the lover's wonderful state of being. Your words, Eric, are amazing. And when you said there, this is what undid me. I mean, don't we all want this experience, family? 
where you say I couldn't function because I was in a constant state of ecstatic adoration, meditation, adoration that brought with it a deluge of love and the inebriating consciousness of him into my soul. Oh my goodness me. Wow. The holiness. So Eric, can I ask you to share what happened to you? Because you obviously your life was just ruined for anything else at that point. I have found in my life that there are certain seasons, and I, I don't really like that word because it's so religious, li religiously used, but there are these seasons, sections of time where God begins a fresh work in our lives. And I've had this several different times in my life where I was unable to pin it upon anything other than a all-out baptism of love, being dipped into God. And it affected everything in my life. I know many people watching this have had this happen, where I had taken some extended time to just linger and just adore and just worship and have no other agenda. And when I would leave from that place, my heart, my heart would feel so tender and so soft that the slightest thought of the Lord would break me. And I would just begin to weep. I, I would be walking down the hallway and I would think upon him. And my the tenderness of my heart was in such a place that I couldn't look towards the Lord without the tenderness of my heart being broken. And I found that uh, it worked a work into me far beyond what theology could ever do, far beyond what even life experiences could do. It was a work of his love that did something so deep in my heart that I felt so tender towards him. And I've, I've prayed for the Lord to keep me in that place. But I really believe, and I may be wrong here, and uh, you could probably expound on this better than I could, but I really believe that there is, I don't know if we're able to live there, because I think I would have ended up not being able to, 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 to live. To, to, I didn't want to eat. I wasn't fasting. I just had no desire for food. Um, I couldn't sleep because I'd wake up, like you, like you read, crying. I had a overtaking that had happened to me. And um, I know that that worked something in me that changed the way that I am even today. And I know that there's more of them to come and there's been many of them in the past, but it's almost as if uh, like in Matthew 17, Jesus takes the disciples away from the things below and brings them up to the mountain to show them his glory. Right. And they hear the Lord say, this is my son listen to him and then when they get up from being on the ground they only see jesus i i see that our our lives are like this we have him then he takes us to see him so that we have a deeper attention to him so that we have a greater uh paradigm of seeing only him so all that to say i feel like these love seasons are to renew our love interest in him and even take it deeper i'm not sure if a person can live there especially if you're married and have kids and things like that. <laughs> but it is special. And, I, and I, yeah. I do see that he loves to reveal himself to us. I hope that helps in some way. Oh, 
everybody. It's beautiful. It's the this is the divine romance, isn't it? He's he leads us perfectly to and like you said, it just he imprints it transforms us. It's beyond theology, isn't it? It's the experience of his love. I I relate to what you say. My experience was different, but I had a, a visitation from Jesus and from Holy Spirit mm. where they came to me. Jesus stood as the king and he wow. was dressed in his regal regalia, majestic regalia. And of course, I was crying my eyes out and bawling and screaming and, you know, <laughs> and overwhelmed. And he and Holy Spirit, as Jesus stood in front of me, I won't go through all the experience, but the point that's relevant to what you said was Holy Spirit then came and he walked towards me and he overshadowed me. Like when, you know, it, obviously in scripture, Mary was overshadowed, you know, by Holy Spirit and and Jesus was conceived sovereignly within her. I was overshadowed and my identity changed and the aspect of who we are as kings, as majestic, that revelation of the supreme authority of Christ that can now radiate out from the midst of us as we yield our lives to him, that was activated, that switched on. But because he was there, when he began to fade back through the realms, there was such a divine infusion of his love, such I was, it, he was burned into me, that experience burned into me, yeah, like you were saying. Holy Spirit, I thought I was going to die. I actually didn't think I could cope with the extreme explosion of his love, the experience of his love within me, in his presence, you know. I thought I was going to die. And then when he was going back through the realms, this separation anxiety nearly ripped me apart. <laughs> and, I, and so Holy Spirit sat down next to me and put his hand on me. And his presence just remained on me until I was strong enough to carry on living. And it wasn't because I was suicidal or anything like that. It was just, right, it's this, I can't actually live in this intensity of your love fully present like this, but yet I want it. But then when you go, I can't bear it, you know? And so, yeah, and then you function and you have children and you have a life, and but he ruins us for anything else. And he just leads us into that next level of like you say that love for him that's so pure and um, and I believe this is, we're in a season right now in the midst of all the craziness that's going on in the nations and the difficulties that people are experiencing. This is the invitation, I believe, at the moment to, to taste his love even more. Yeah. You know, experience the lovesickness, which is sweet and painful at the same time, isn't it? But it's... He's transformational and it's what we're created for ultimately is to be in the divine romance. <laughs> so I've been feeling, I know when you so kindly wrote the forward to my new book and I read it, oh my goodness, family, honestly, this beautiful forward that came through that Eric wrote was just an expression of absolute pure adoration. And I, and I, and you said to me privately, you know, you just, he's your everything. He's just your everything. You're consumed with him now. And I felt like in your words, he's taken you to a different level again, Eric, of just simplicity and surrender and humility. It's like he has the throne of your heart. Holy. And I just wondered if you could share with us, like, 
what's been going on with you, what he's been doing with you. And the, you talked about the taste of his love. Yeah. In Song of Solomon 1, it says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. That is the intimate, direct contact. Yeah. That's what happens before 2-5, which is the love sickness. So if we taste, <laughs> we taste this love, it will cause a sickness on the inside of us. That love sickness is the inability to act normally. It's There's a, a, a switch that happens. I remember Jesus saying, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I thought about that for a second and I thought, wow, he's saying, if you fall in love with me, you will no longer be able to be the same way that you were. And it will look like synchronization with him. And so if we will come to him and let him, and I think that word let is very important. And this is what I feel God's been doing with me. It's just coming away to just yield, yield to him, love to love, heart upon heart, exchanging sweet exchange with him. It's the key. And I find that that's what causes the, the sickness of love. The sickness of love is, is not just randomly going to fall on a whoever, you know, God chooses in a moment. It's those who desire him and yield to him that they experience a, a direct loving exchange with him. And that produces on the inside this love sickness. And a couple of things about that love sickness that I've been feeling in my life recently. Yeah. It says in verse two, uh, I'm at chapter two, verse five, it says, sustain me, refresh me. And I see that the only way I can be sustained is by that sweet kiss of the Lord. His His kiss kills my condemnation. I wonder why my my thing keeps going off. I apologize. That's um, okay. I, the competition that is inside of our veins, the condemnation that we feel, the comparison, and all these things get killed by a sweet kiss. And if we'll yeah. yield to his kiss, then he'll kiss away our question marks. And when that happens on the inside, we have rest. And this is how he sustains us. So many people are wondering why they can't be sustained. They need a kiss. And they, they wonder what's missing. Something's missing. What's missing is the kissing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if they'll come away and just yield to them, then he'll be able to sustain them. But it says also here, he refreshes us. He's our revival. Refreshment is to be revived. And the revival of our life and love is the reviver himself. And if we will yield to the reviver, he can then revive us and take those things that they just so often become stale or just become dry and he will make them come alive again. If we would just yield to the kiss, I, I encourage every person watching right now. And uh, if you've been spending time with the Lord, you know, what I'm saying is true. And I invite you to come away and to yield even more to the sweet kiss of the Lord, because he will literally plant kisses on your soul like seeds and the bloom and blossom of which will be the fruit of the spirit and the realization of Christ being the answer to all your dreams and the fulfillment of all desire, the root of all your joy. <laughs>
and the settling of peace on the inside. So I feel that's what God's been doing with me again. And I encourage everyone watching to just come away and just let him kiss away your question marks. Yeah, that's profound, Eric. It's true, isn't it? The moment we experience his presence, his love moving in our heart, all the questions that we have just disappear. They don't matter anymore, do they? <laughs> because he, he transforms us in his presence. So when you say for people who are watching in the family who who are not familiar with that language, I mean, know it, but don't experience it. Uh-huh. How do you posture yourself? What do you, what do you, what do you mean when you say the kisses of God? What, do you, what does that mean for you? Yeah, so for me, and I, I believe you would, you would say the same thing, that it's yeah. adoration. Adoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I've heard you say that before. Adoration is the key. I love that. Isn't it though? Because yeah, it is. I'm above everything. So often we come to be with the Lord and we've got all these things we want from him. And we forget that he's greater than all the stuff he can do. And so we keep him below with his things instead of lifting him out of his things and putting him above everything. And so some people go into the closet and they leave the same way they came in because they did everything but adore him and put him in his proper place. And so I would encourage anybody who says, I would love to experience the kiss of God. Well, all it is is sweet love exchange by the spirit with the person of Jesus Christ that reveals to us God. And so you go into a room just like this in, in, in silence, alone, away from everybody else. So you have no distractions. And you just begin to let your heart open to God. When the heart opens to God, your eyes open to see the Lord. So an open heart means open eyes. And so if our hearts are not open to the Lord, our eyes will not be open to see his majesty and his beauty and the glory that he is. So when we open our hearts, our eyes are able to perceive him. Paul tells us that our heart has eyes. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. And so I would encourage anyone who who wants and longs for the kiss to go away from everybody. Just open your heart and begin to love him. Oh, how I love you. I worship you. I adore you. You are greater than anything you can do. Anything I want from you. I worship you. And this is where the kiss happens, where the spirit can come upon the soul. You remember in Acts 13, why they were ministering unto the Lord. The Holy Spirit spoke and touched them. This is the sweet kisses of God. It's the spirit is that kiss. Yeah, yeah. His presence pours out. I love, Eric, when in in the forward of my book where you share the beautiful story of when you were with your precious little girl and she said to you, she was talking about the stars. Where do the stars go in the daytime, Daddy? Would you share that story? Because I think it's so beautiful, but it's also so profound with regards to explaining the key of adoration, the power of it. Yes, that is so right. The power of it and the key of adoration. So we were laying on the grass, looking up at the stars together. And she's little at this time, and she's admiring the stars. And she says, Daddy, there's so many stars in the sky. And I said, yes, baby, there are many stars in the sky. And she says, where do they go in the daytime? And I said to her, oh, baby, they're they're always there. But the sun is so high and so bright that you can no longer see them. And when I said this to her, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my heart. 
And he told me that if I lift the sun to the heights, he will extinguish all the other lights. But if I take the sun out of the heights, I'll begin to start seeing all kinds of other lights. And so that's what adoration does. It puts him where he belongs in the highest place above all. And then he causes all those other things to just vanish and disappear. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. But if we bring him out and we begin to uh, look at other things, give other things our intent, our attention, then we'll begin to have a restless multiplicity that drains us of our strength. And we've all experienced this before. And I, I believe what we've got to repent of on a daily basis is giving the attention he deserves to things that are far inferior to him. Yeah, yeah. He's jealous, isn't he, to be enthroned in every area of our heart, that there would be no other loves that compete. Yes. But we would just, yeah, give over and fully live the life of surrendering Liz it's in this what we're talking about is it's in your eyes I can see it <laughs> holy spirits smiling at you <laughs> and all of you family <laughs> it's the anointing on Eric <laughs> like it's gonna get blasted your secret place life is just <laughs> changing the atmosphere I wanted to um share with you a little bit one of the most recent experiences I've had with Jesus is, um, it's really about this. It's just the life of adoration and a surrender. So I was in worship, as you do, just, you know, adoring worship, just, yeah, I become more childlike, more simple, as I know you do, as we go along, you know, you realize how huge he is and how little we actually know, but, and you become so content with his presence, so desperate for nothing else other than his authentic presence and he just fulfills us right you step in and he's yeah i turn the i always turn the affection the attention of my heart back onto him thanking him for his indwelling presence and and thanking him for his enfolding you know his being enfolded again in his presence and it's all we need isn't it he is life he is life but yeah just um i wanted to share this with you i was in worship and i saw i went into an encounter and I saw the palaquin from Song of Solomon, you know, the marriage um, carriage from Song of Solomon pull up in front of me in the spirit. The door opened and Jesus was sitting in the palaquin and he beckoned me in. And I knew that this was the holy, holy, holy. I know that this was for all of us. And he was showing me what time it is, this great undoing, this putting away all other loves, this invitation back into his presence, into the kiss, everything you're saying, Eric. And he just listened to this, all of you, for yourselves as well. Jesus is beckoning us into the palaquin. And as I sat inside, we began to journey through the world and I could see fields and people and cities and everything that belongs to Jesus. And I even saw demons. But they couldn't touch. They couldn't access the presence of the king. It's ridiculous, you know, and it was very obvious. And I just sat in the palaquin in this exquisite bliss and peace and lent into him, just lent into him and just was filled with his presence. And I, I went into this profound rest, what you were talking about before, Eric, that deep, deep rest that comes from experiencing the kiss of his presence, of his love. And in that place, 
I noticed as we journeyed, that was all that happened. I just simply lent into him. And I looked down and my garments had changed and I was dressed as a royal bride. And I had a crown on my head and I was transformed. I was transfigured and prepared. And I knew that we would never get out of the palaquin again. If we, if we accept this invitation to live in this life you're talking about, Eric, we will never leave it again. This is unto the culmination of the ages. We're being prepared to be the bride of the living God forever. It's un, it blows my mind. We can't even begin to comprehend, can we? But there isn't anything more important in life now for any of us than to sit in the palaquin, surrender, pursue him, prioritize him. There's nothing else. Because that's that's history. We were created for him, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so, so everything you're talking about is I've been living there. And this and it, I came out of that experience, lovesick, lovesick, able to carry on living, <laughs> but with um, an even greater desire to that my heart would be fully his, and I would move the heart, his heart with. The movements of my own and that be it and that's it for all of us isn't it and I know that's how you live you know that's there is such a holiness on your life Eric and I know you're so humble and I've said before you wouldn't say this about yourself but it is it does impact you when 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 we are with you and it's because your heart is reverentially bowed before him in love for him it's so obvious and it changes lives because of y your posture, wow. you know. That blesses me. Thank you for saying that. Oh, my goodness. No, and, and I think it's it's contagious, you know, and I think it's for all of us. I think any any one of us, the testimony of Jesus in our life becomes contagious. It's an invitation for each other, isn't it? So, <laughs> oh, Eric, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop <laughs> oh, today's conversation. But anyway, please come back again. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh -oh. I feel I feel inebriated just talking with you. So there's I was telling my friend here, I was telling him, man, there I don't know a woman like this uh, oh. that drips with honey, tasteable substance coming off of the sound of your voice and your person it's there's something extremely rare on you thank you thank you well i feel the same about you <laughs> and so does everyone else that knows you that's <laughs> why i love talking to you because we're just completely consumed with jesus like completely consumed once we've tasted him family you guys know there's nothing else there's nothing else just pursue him eric in finishing today's episode would you just adore Jesus and take us in with you into your beautiful relationship with him and just yeah, yeah. Sure. share oh. whatever he puts on your heart. Okay, great. I, I see in John 14 that Jesus says, if you love me, I will disclose myself to you. And then in 1423, he says, if you love me, I'll live on the inside of you. So I see that if our hearts will just turn in love to him, we have the unveiling of Jesus and we have the installation of Jesus. Without love, there's no revealing of Jesus. If we have everything right, but we miss love, there's no open eyes. 
if we have everything right, but we miss love, there's no habitation. The habitation and the revelation are contingent upon adoration, this love relationship with him. So I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name above every name, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would shed abroad the love of God in the hearts of every hearer. Make it so simple, so easy, so enjoyable. May they simply relish your wonderful presence and savor every single moment of their day, lingering with you, attentive to you. Lord, change wives and husbands, change children, change our parenting, change our service at our jobs, change our friendships, because our hearts have made us a habitation of God. Our hearts of love towards you have opened our eyes to see the shining resplendent Son of God. We worship you and we give you glory. There is not another, not even one like you, and we lift you high above all. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Family, just I, I can feel the Lord's presence. It's very holy this moment. So if you can, just switch us off and stay with him for a little while longer. Just use this moment. Use our conversation as a springboard to go deeper. There's an invitation for you there from his heart that's, um, this is your moment. So we're going to say goodbye. Eric, thank you so much. It's always amazing talking with you. And bless you all for joining us. Stay with him now and look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Mm -hmm.